0: Okay, i got to do that whole thing twice, that's kind of weird. Alright, welcome to our no Instructions, I'm Bob. And I'm Josh. And the kids are doing chores right above us, so there's a lot of vacuuming, and stomping, and stuff. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but I can't do anything about it, so, yeah. Anyway, what's up?
1: Hey man. <laughs> what, you, what you working on? You got something new. I do. got a model. A model. Her name is Giselle. <laughs> no, but I, got, I finally got a model kit. Man, Tiffany is going to be frustrated with you. I mean, her name is Tiffany. That's what I meant to say. But I got the War Machine model. Who made this thing? The, uh, Tony Stark. Mobius Models oh. one scale War Machine model. And I have to glue this together, unlike the ones that you were doing that snapped together. Mm-hmm. So this may take a little longer. So this may be a drawn-out project. But I did have the model glue, and you were like, go get CA glue. So I got some CA glue with the super skinny applicator so th- I could. The thin. I got the thin. Now that can work against you. I know. I'm, okay. I'm, this is a calculated risk using the thin right. glue. But I got. that's why I got the little tiny pipette-looking little nozzle Yeah. so that I can surgically place the glue where I want it to go. I, that stuff goes everywhere
0: for me. Like yeah. I rarely use it because it's just too thin. It's just too thin. The
1: medium yeah. seems to be like a good thin for, for me. <laughs> we'll try it. Yeah, never know. And no, no, no. Uh, if I make a huge, nasty, disgusting mess, it says the water thin. It says right on there. It's, it feels thinner than water to me. Like all the,
0: the acrylic cements and stuff are thinner than water. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I had that other glue, but it takes forever. Yeah. And I'm not patient. <laughs> I've
0: told you the story about the, the models. I've probably told that on here. My brother's models. The, um, the space shuttle? The space yeah. shuttle, yeah, yeah. But I ruined many of his models because I didn't have the patience for that model cement to dry. Here it goes, first one. Boops.
1: Boop. Oh, it's it's what very... are you
0: putting it there for?
1: Because this little guy, the crotch piece goes on the front. Cod piece. It's not called a crotch piece. <laughs> anyway... Well,
0: that's cool. I'm glad you're doing a model. It looks really cool. It's really big, which is pretty awesome. Well, it's an eighth of a person, so... Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, usually, like, yeah. that that Optimus model I got, I was I kind of pictured it bigger, mm-hmm. and it's relatively small,
1: but... Um, okay, so that glue plate... Oh, hi, Anthony. touched up. Yeah. That glue placement did nothing. So let's try something different. Mm-hmm. Now, it's possible that the CA glue won't work on whatever plastic that is. I mean... Hmm, I don't know. I don't want to sit here for an hour holding a piece. I have the accelerator. So let's try that again. There we go. Let's do a little spread.
0: Do you have any idea what kind of plastic this is? Does it say in the instruction or
1: Um, anything? uh, I don't know. Anthony set the camera on top of the instructions. (laughs) Oh, that held. Oh, yeah. That held like gangbusters. That's good. But it did turn the plastic a different color. Boy, yeah. Well, that's not good. But I'm going to paint the whole thing. Hmm.
0: hmm. Be really careful.
1: Hmm. Maybe a Q-tip. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's <laughs> so something new. I, it's something I, new. I like it. Yeah, huh? it is something new. And this is cool because it's War Machine, and I think War Machine. Um, I think War Machine suit is cooler than Tony Stark's suit. Not that yeah, War Machine that. is cooler than right. Iron Man, but right. I like War Machine's suit more. Yeah. And I can paint it up to look like uh, Punisher, like we talked about. Mm -hmm. So that's my overall goal. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm still working on the um, Y-Wing from last week, and I have two bags left. I did three bags last show, so I think I'll probably be able to finish this one up. Um, And I don't know what I'm going to do next, though. I haven't really thought about it. I have a lot of options. You do. (laughs) Still.
1: It's a good problem to have.
0: Yeah. Not a bad thing. I the uh big millennium falcon is still sitting in my bedroom and it's kind of acting as a side table now cuz the box <laughs> is so big. And I keep looking at it and it's funny because I do want to make it, but I'm not terribly motivated to open the box and like dig into it, you know? I kind of just Why? like knowing is it intimidating? No, 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 nothing like that. It's just kind of cool that I it's a giant project thing it's just there like it's yeah. not going anywhere you know it, it's i don't know it's kind of cool because every time i've done a big lego set that i'm looking forward to like that um the snow speeder over there mm-hmm. i held that one for a long time probably almost a year before i started working on it and then once i started it was just like i'm just gonna go through the burn through it and then i got done with it real quick and i'm like oh <laughs> i mean, now i get to oh. sit it there but like i really enjoy the building process for those
1: <clears throat> oh yeah the glue glue is working Good. Clue is the answer. Excellent.
0: Uh, my throat is all jacked, so I'm going to be coughing a lot. <coughs> Apologies. Um, oh, that's super runny. Yep. Told you, man. you got to be careful. Oh, now it's going to be all... Oh, oh, oh drippy, ooh, drippy, drippy. Ah, oh. oh, man.
1: <laughs> Immediately regret what we decided to do.
0: Do you have... Yeah, uh, I'm going to get the medium. Here. Use these two. So... What? Uh, well, for like all of the, the screws, yeah, for getting them, oh yeah, you can trim those off so that before you glue them together, you can get everything shaved down to how you want. This uh, knife is just an Exacto blade holder, but it's actually pretty cool. The company's called er- uh, Ergo Kiwi, I think, and it was like a Kickstarter or something a while back. But it's a pretty cool little, uh, you know, grip, ergonomic grip, made out of plywood. And I'm here by myself. Talking to myself about a knife. Um, So, there's that. Anyway, I'm working on this thing. Josh went to get some more glue. There he is.
1: So, uh, what else is going on? Uh, We're back, and we are in full swing. Ow, my fingers are glued together. (laughs) Just like the old days. Yep. (laughs) Back to regular. So we're back from all our trips, and we're back to making content and feeding the meter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I wanted to ask you. Okay. um, The first video is out now. So we've been doing, or we have done, projects for Lowe's channel specifically. Mm -hmm. First time, uh, I think, that you have ever done content exclusively for someone else that's not you. I did one video one project video and two
0: little kind of tips videos for Make Magazine one time, many years ago. Okay. That's the only other time.
1: So how do you feel about doing content for Lowe's? Like for someone that's, it's not us. Um, overall,
0: it's pretty cool. I mean, there's definitely downsides to it uh, because it's like you do it, you ship it off, and then you lose control over it, basically. But, I mean, you're shipping off the final... You know, you get it like the state that you want it to be in, and then you give it to the people who hired you to do it. Um, but you can't control anything else after that point, which is, you know, I'm just not used to. Like, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. The good thing is I don't feel in any way responsible to that video and to the viewers of that video because it's not my living room to— Like, have you read any comments on I the Lowe's channel? I have not even gone to the Lowe's channel. Liberating? It is. Yeah. It's really nice. And I don't feel like I need to.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't feel like I owe that because somebody paid me to make that video for them. I gave it to them. The deal was done. Um, it's a, it's nice to not feel that pressure to, to, to go look at comments when you kind of don't want to. And then to feel like by not doing that, you're potentially letting somebody down. You know, somebody's trying to tell you something or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that's the thing I kind of always go back and forth on. So that's pretty nice. But I don't know. I mean, Lowe's has been pretty fantastic for us to work with. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with being able to give them those videos. I am kind of bummed because the golf course that we did, the mini golf course, turned out super cool. And I think the video was really good. And I oh, kind of yeah. wish that was on
1: our channel. Because <laughs> it was just a good
0: Well, that was, was going to be my next good question. Thing, is, uh,
1: you know? Do you have any regrets about what we I mean, the ideas that we come up with here are super fun, and we we frame them in our own special kind of I like to make stuff way. Yeah. Like, and now we have given those, like, the opportunity cost of us giving those to them. And uh, maybe someone will be wondering, like, oh, did we give them, like, the B-list idea role or something for their, hmm. their specific stuff? And I would say no. No, I, I
0: don't think so. I mean, I think... It's a little bit different because they had a, like, here's a sandbox of ideas, or, a, you know, an area, build some ideas that fit within this. And their sandbox, if anybody was listening or watching those, was outdoor projects for kids. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, backyard-type fun stuff. And so that that limits what your ideas are a little bit. But I wouldn't say that we gave them, like, ideas that we wouldn't have used. A subpar Yeah, I don't think project so. They were just, just, it was a limited kind of set of uh, parameters.
1: Because I don't know how we would <clears throat> do that. How we would, like, be less excited about an idea. Or to go like, oh, there's, like, three-quarters of an idea there. Let, let's give that to someone else.
0: Yeah, I don't think I could. Because we would go through the same process regardless. Yeah, I don't think I could pull that off. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. There are a lot of low-hanging fruit type videos that we could do for somebody like that if we really wanted to. If we mm-hmm. wanted to get out of actually doing work and do something easy. <clears> hmm. <throat> There's a lot of those, but I don't think that's in any of our nature to try to get away with something like that, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I'm happy with doing those things for them. I, I don't know that that's something I want to continue just because we put in a whole lot of extra work, all of us, yeah, okay. in a short amount of time to get that done, which is cool, but that's not sustainable Um you know, because you're not making money on those videos long term, it's, you're being paid for that time. We just happen to be doing that time while we were also doing normal time. And so it's not like, there's no long term dividend for doing extra work there. Yep. So,
1: but, yeah. But with that being said, go check out Lowe's YouTube channel and go see it. The yeah. second one, uh, I forgot when he said it was going to be out. June 6th or? Yeah cuz we got a, a schedule but then they revise the schedule. So we provide them with stuff and then they post it whenever they feel like it. Which is also kind of nice too cuz I mean we have a deadline but that deadline I don't have to do all of the back end work. <laughs> yeah. I just send them a link to the raw file and then they they have fun with it. So yep. I mean the the building, the editing and the filming all of that is the same but like the back end stuff like yeah. that's kind of nice I don't have to do anything. The videos rendered, we're done. Yeah.
0: Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe we just need interns so we could finish the video and be done, and then the interns could do the rest of it.
1: Because I'm the lead intern. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like yeah. the sound of, that. I don't like to sound of that either. So your kids are done with school? Cool. Yeah, my kids are done with school. My kids are almost done with school because we have homeschooly kids, and so theoretically they could be schooled like the entire year. But my wife has set up uh, set a precedent that. They – I'm looking at this model. This is weird. Um, We wanted to give them a summer, too. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so they have a time to where they work, and Deacon has a set amount of work. So he just finished the third grade, and so when it's time to kind of start school back up again, he has like a a work list. He has like a syllabus, Mm -hmm. and this is your syllabus for the year, and he can work as fast or as slow as he wants to. And if he wants to have his summer and he wants to have the breaks, then – you need to set a priority to get your work done. I mean, it's not completely like free to him to set that decision. We have every day. Here's your workload. Yeah. If, but he knows his entire workload, so he just goes down the list. Uh, so, if we have like Christmas break, or if we want to go on vacation, or if he wants to do something special, go, okay, yeah, that's fine. But we're going to be gone, you know, Thursday, Friday, and possibly the next Monday. So what do you need to do? And he'll look on his schedule like, oh, I've got to do this lesson, this lesson, this lesson. So he can take it upon himself to be as fast or as slow as he wants to. And then we (laughs) discourage, like, the slow part (laughs) and highly (laughs) encourage the the fast part. (laughs) Here it is. But your kids are not done with school yet.
0: No, this is their last week. They're almost done. Um, And it's kind of weird, man. We got one going into middle school next year. Oh, yeah. Totally bizarre to me. Middle school. Um, so we have, our youngest is in kindergarten, just finishing that. So they'll, we'll have three in elementary, one in middle. And that's just, it seems, I don't know. It's not like sad or upsetting or anything like that. It just seems implausible. Like it just doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense to me that I have a kid old enough to be in middle school.
1: Yeah. It's my oldest son's, no, my middle son's birthday is this month. It's coming up. And then it starts like the birthday season. Yeah. And it's weird, like, my son's going to be, my oldest son's going to be nine. I'm like, dude, he's almost double digits. And I think about your oldest son. I'm like, dude, he's got two in double digits and one in middle school. Like, whoa. Yeah. it's strange. Parenting is weird. <laughs> no doubt. And I wonder if there's anybody on the planet that's like, man, middle school was like my favorite time. I, yeah, there are people,
0: oddly, which yeah. I don't understand. It was not for me, but.
1: Yeah, middle school sucked like
0: all around. I don't know. I didn't like it. I mean, I was just weird and awkward and I mean, like most people are, I guess, but you know, so when I think of that time in my life, that's what I think of. Um I had a lot of fun in, in that time. I had a lot of fun with certain friends who were also weird and awkward and still kids that wanted to like play spies and you know, all that type of stuff. But then, anytime I was around the rest of the people who seemed, at from my perspective, like, oh, they're normal people, I'm just totally out of place here. You mm-hmm. know, um, I mean, I wasn't like bullied or any. It wasn't terrible, but it was just one of those
1: I couldn't find my place for a while. And that's such sections, a weird, yeah. You know? yeah. It's such a weird place to be as a child to try to like, you're you're more than a kid, but you're not really held accountable for anything. Your decisions still kind of mean things, but
0: uh. it's like you get a little bit of freedom and responsibility, but not like nobody really trusts you yet.
1: And you're still trying to figure out the world. Yeah,
0: you're trying to figure things out, which is why nobody trusts you, I guess. But it is kind of a weird place. And I mean, I can see that in my son, you know, that he wants more freedom and responsibility, but he Mm -hmm. is totally not mature enough to earn that yet. And and he struggles with that. Like, I think everybody does at that place in their life. Trying to figure out, like, how to uh, not go for immediate gratification all the time, but, mm-hmm. like, think. Like, if I, if I don't do this thing that's right in front of me, good will happen later, you know, in an hour. Like, that's a big shift for a kid to really grasp. And I've seen all my kids get that in different degrees. Um, but, like the the distance of gratification uh oh there goes our our lights again the distance of gratification like the time it takes to to get the thing by deferring something i think the older you get the longer that you have yeah. like a tolerance for that and so he's at a place now where he's like you know fighting with 2 weeks if I can put off this for now, in two weeks, I might be able to do this fun thing that I yep. want or have this whatever. It seems like, like such a long amount of time. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's stretching. Mm-hmm. That stuff is stretching him for sure.
1: Well, I remember when I was in the Army, um, like, basic training was nine weeks long. And so nine weeks in that frame of reference because it was, like, this new and scary and kind of terrible thing <clears> you <throat> kind of have to mentally prepare yourself for. Like, nine weeks was forever. Yeah. And then once you're done with nine weeks, it's like, well, now you have to go to school, and that school is you know, five months. I'm like, oh, my God, five months. And so as a, as a kid to, like, growing up to become an adult to learn that longevity or, like, the end of your, of your road mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be pushed. And my son doesn't get that about school. Like, he, he thinks he's done with third grade that he's just done. Mm. I'm like, no, that's not how that works. Like, you got to keep going. And just like you're saying, like that amount of time it takes to to reach a goal or to want to save up for something seems like such a long time. And I would say that I've even hit that now. Like coming here and not moving somewhere every three years or having Mm. your scale of satisfaction for a place or for a thing be so short, um, it teaches you to be a little more patient.
0: How has that been? I mean, maybe that's off topic, but like you've been here – uh, as as long or longer than you've been most places have you lived anywhere i guess like you know after school um, after high school and stuff have you stayed any places? the longest long?
1: place that we have lived let me see we lived in washington for two-ish years and then deployed and came back and lived so we were there for about three years we were in belgium for about three and a half years okay we in louisiana for about eight months we are in Alabama for two and a half, almost three years, and then Georgia for about two to three years. So, okay. So longer than I thought. Yeah. So we're not quite at that stage where gotcha. uh, I feel like it's time to go for some arbitrary reason or wherever I have been. I've just, that's either when the military told me I had to go somewhere else or when I just kind of get bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is there out there? Right. But honestly, that's kind of tiring. <laughs> it's it's extremely oh, I tiring. I bet. And I, I could get that for kids. Um, I don't want to do that to them. And I, and I know being a, a military brat, my dad was in the Air Force. Like, we didn't move around that much, which was really kind of contrary to that whole lifestyle. I spent from fourth grade up to graduating high school in the same place. And hmm. that's extremely rare. Yeah. And so I didn't know any better. And then my dad actually apologized to us because he wishes that we would have, you know, been to more places. I'm like, hmm. eh. I, I don't and at the time didn't really feel that that was super important um, but I don't know I'm, I'm not really words not the word but I worry about my wife because my wife is a traveler and she gets the itch to want to go and do and experience and mm-hmm. that was kind of the driving force behind the RV but I really like the idea that we could just be somewhere and have a community and yeah. grow roots like that's appealing to me while still being able to go travel and i know like for work stuff i'm the one that's like yeah let's go let's go to los angeles and go to that thing Or like ooh, people in australia like let's go to australia <laughs> while at the same time like having to literally be responsible for your travel not just at like a big company where you have to justify it on like an expense report yeah and then justifying the time away from what we're already doing and that gets really tiring and can get in the way but i mean, it's a trade-off though like part
0: of both in a job and in just personal life, like settling into a community and having roots someplace helps you be able to it gives you the infrastructure to be able to travel when you really want to. At least in my mind. I mean this I guess it's different for everybody, but like I feel like if if I moved around a whole lot, I wouldn't have necessarily the help we would need. With kids to be able to travel, mm. and we wouldn't have, like, somebody to take care of the house, you know, if we lived in some random place, like, every year or two years or something. But being settled somewhere, like, you you build routes that can support you while you go take adventures. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the way we've looked at it. And we don't take as many trips and go as many places as I would like to. Um, but that's something that can change at any point, you know? It's not like we're stuck and can't travel. which right. We just haven't as much as I'd like, so... But hopefully,
1: we'll do more of that. Okay, I'm confused at this model already. It's <laughs> not a good It's one. the gray part. Look for uh, the dark gray part. I had to put all his fingers in here. And, like, each little finger is curled. Does it fit in this little... I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> it's like he's missing a finger. Maybe he is. Is that the right hand? Or the correct Man, hand? I don't know. Maybe you got the wrong... I think so, because the other hand is a complete hand. This hand is curled like it's a, like if you're going to curl your hand to like shoot something from the top of your wrist, oh, it's yeah. kind of that. But each one of the fingers is their own finger. And I don't know how they go on here. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No. not know. You giving up? No.
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> t- t- take a step back. These uh, these instructions on this Lego set are actually not, sh- they're they're all gray. So basically every piece is gray, and they don't highlight the one that you've put down, so it's really kind of hard to figure out which pieces I have not put in place or which ones I should have and have forgotten. Huh. But I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm.
1: What else is going on? Um, I don't know. Not a whole lot, actually. We've been swimming every day, that's which is cool. awesome. Oh, and I think I figured out that our pool has a hole in it.
0: Oh, that's
1: not good. Yeah. I saw water... Um where water shouldn't have been. <laughs> and then I see flowy water where it
0: shouldn't be. Oh. So it's an above-ground pool. Yep. What is the process
1: for fixing a leak in an above ground pool? I had an in-ground pool know, that, that had leaks. That, that, that's a fine question. I was hoping I was gonna ask you that no. question.
0: Nope. Sorry. Hmm. Can't help you. Yeah, ours was in-ground and it had leaks. Um and I was able it was like a concrete from the 80s, like a concrete-lined pool. Mm-hmm. And you can either put in a liner, which may be an option for you. Well, it has a liner. It's a, um, a metal cylinder with a liner on the inside of it. Well, it could just be that you need a new liner then. Yeah, um, Or I can patch it. Yeah. But, like, with the, the in-ground pool, you can add a liner if it doesn't have one, and that can solve a lot of the problem. But I didn't want to do that because then that's an upkeep every certain number of years you have to replace the liner and you have to, you know, it can get torn and stuff like that. Luckily our cracks were pretty visible and you could kind of see when the, when like we would go on a trip or something, the water would drop down mm-hmm. where it would stop going down. You could see that like, Oh, well that's where the end of the actual yeah. problematic crack is. Mm-hmm. So I got some, this, um, what they called it, some sort of, some sort of special mortar that was for underwater use And I mean, the water hardens it just like every mortar, but it would stay kind of like clay Yeah. and you could mush it into the crack and then build it up on top of the crack and then leave it like 48 hours or whatever. And it would harden and kind of seal it up. Um, And I did that and that actually like fixed it Hmm. totally. So that was kind
1: of cool. I think I would, I heard, I think from you that there's like a tape that works underwater. Oh Yeah. I, um, think that might be I don't idea. know what
0: that's called but Under the problem there is that I th- I've only ever seen it in black. Uh, that's stupid. I mean I'll that's like the only one I've black. ever seen it but you know I'm sure they have white. Because inside of your pool is white, right? That's uh, blue. Mm. Mm. All
1: right. This is this finger. So maybe you
0: way. get the black one and then you just write a big word or draw a picture in the bottom of your pool and you just
1: happen to cover Not it. Not so. whole here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you figure out the hand? No. I don't mm-hmm. know. It has a palm. So there's a top of the hand and a bottom of the hand. So I think if I just like put these two together and just glue it all together in one big mask, because that's not the way your thumb should point <laughs> in any healthy person. <laughs> well, you know, Maybe it the is. Robot Machine suit snapped his thumb.
0: You guys got any big summer
1: plans? Any trips? We're going camping this weekend. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to someplace <clears throat> in uh, uh. eastern Kentucky that I've never been to. Cool. And we're taking all the kids. This a fair. I've always loved camping. Absolutely loved camping with my wife and <laughs> not with my kids. But that's really it. But you've never tried, right? No. We've tried one time. and We tried with just... Where'd the finger go? I just lost it. Oh, right there. Um, We went with some friends and just my oldest son one time, and it was fine. But we were not outnumbered at the time. So now I'm a little nervous. But, I mean, it's outside, I can't really break anything, I think. Each other, but there's always yeah, that's that. fine. Yeah, they can do that anytime. But yeah, we're gonna go camping, and um, I'm not going to try to ruin it. Like I, I don't consciously try to be a humbug or, like, oh my god, this is gonna be terrible because I have to take all the kids in a situation where it seems like I'm outnumbered. And, hmm. But part of me kind of goes that way whenever we have like a big thing to do and i'm like okay how are we gonna do this and i don't want to do that anymore i'm getting really tired of doing that Hmm.
0: how are you gonna i mean like do you have a an idea of how you're gonna actively not
1: do that nope Hmm. maybe go it's outside they're not gonna break anything that i really care about or destroy like a priceless piece of art well but that's I mean, that, that danger is part of the frustration, but also it's just like,
0: for me, in that situation, it would be like, are they going to complain the whole time, or are they
1: going to be able to enjoy it, you know? I, is it some uh, of that, too? Yeah. And because we have tents, and we're going to have a five-person tent, we've got two three-person tents. I have a 12-person tent, if you want. See, but I don't really want to do that. That goes, I I don't know, I thought hmm. about that. Um. Part of me wants them to enjoy their own tent, which I, I think many parents out there that are listening to this who have been camping with multiple kids are probably laughing at me right now. But well, yep. they're not going to stay in their own tent. No, they're not. They're going to come bug you. At bears! Like three in the morning. Bears! But I want them to enjoy camping on their own. But then I think this goes back to I should not have uh, a preconception of what is going to happen. Right. Like I want to set the tent up. I want them to want to enjoy it. And I hope that they do. And if they don't, then I need to be just as prepared for that too.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you do it however you want, but I personally would go for the first time because we've never taken our kids camping outside of our backyard. Like, we've slept mm-hmm. in the tent in the backyard. But I would want to make the barrier to comfort as low as possible. Yeah. And, like, I know when my kids were the age of your kids, if they were in one by themselves, they would have freaked out. Just They would have been scared because they couldn't see us. So, like I wouldn't have attempted that on the first try with the assumption that like, well down the road, they're going to be in their own tent, but, you know, kind of cutting out variables that would make it that would give me that same thing that you're talking about. Yeah, Cuz I'm a the idea. same way, you know. Like I don't I don't want to go into a situation. Well, the other day, so we went to this place here. There's this beautiful trail, big waterfall, and it was on Memorial Day, and I was like it had rained the night before, so this one this place uh is apparently a lot cooler to go after it's rained because there's a lot yeah, more water. Do we talk about that? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and so, uh, Jenny was like, "Yeah, we should just you know take this afternoon. You're not working. We should totally go out there." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. Like it's cool." But none of the kids wanted to go. They were all just kind of like, "But I want to stay here and play outside." And you know, and I, I was trying not to like be on their side about it because I knew she wanted to do it. We needed to do something together. And so I just instead of like. I wasn't super supportive of it, but I was like, look, guys, this is what we're doing because yeah. your mom wants to do it, and we're all going to go, and we're going to have fun. And I, even though in my mind I'm going like, I don't, um, I'd don't, i rather stay home too. I'm tired. <laughs> you know? Anyway, so we drove to this thing. It's like 30, 40 minutes away. And it was a mile hike up and a mile hike back and waterfalls and a creek, and we found turtles and salamanders and crawdads, and we had a blast. And it was beautiful, and I had so much fun. And it was just one of those things where I had the wrong attitude going into it. Like, I'll put up with this because I know she wants to do it. And I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. But it was more than fine. It was really good. And I just went into it with the wrong heart, for sure.
1: Yep. Um, I think that's one of the tenets in that Screen for Your Parenting book that you talked about that I read eventually. That your initial attitude of something, like, sets the stage for so many more people than just yourself. Yeah. And they we had this exact same conversation or I had the conversation to myself about going to the same place because it was like, man, they're not going to want to hike. They're going to complain. They're going to want me to carry them. I'm like none of this sounds appealing. And I just went, you know what? Shut up and just go. Yeah. Quit your, quit your whining and just go. And we had a great time. My daughter loves going hiking and she's three. Uh, all the kids wanted to go just run and play in the water and they could and they did. I was like, did, There's nothing wrong with this. The only thing that was wrong was my perception of how (laughs) I thought something was going to happen, and it didn't. Isn't it funny that
0: we do that? Because, like, if you think about that, I'm with you on this. The worst-case scenario there is, like, and I would have said the exact same thing. They're not going to want to hike. They're going to complain about it, and they're going to want me to carry them. Big deal. (laughs) I have to carry my kid and spend time with them and, like, encourage them to do something they're not, like, oh, (laughs) oh well you know like that's not that bad uh yeah it's so funny like i catch myself being selfish in that way i'm like oh this little bit of discomfort or annoyance for me is not worth the effort of trying to get them in a place where they're going to react differently than i expect cuz they're people and they have stuff that yeah, changes they don't all think the time
1: the way that i do unfortunately about <laughs> all things
0: yeah it's I heard a thing the other day, and I feel like I've heard it before, and I don't even remember where I heard it, but um, somebody was talking about parenting, and they said that the days are long, but the years are short. Hmm. And that has been in my head for like a week. That. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's those yeah, days it's are true. really long, and it feels so frustrating to yep. put up with like all their stuff and all the things that you have to do for them because they need it, even though you don't really want to and everything. But then... We're talking about have a middle schooler like, where did that happen? Yep. Where did that time go? It's so wild. So, yeah, I need to get better about getting over my uh, potential frustration and just like giving things a shot with them. Um, because there's a lot of things like I, I want to take my kids fishing, and we live really close to fishing, and it's not inconvenient to do. But there's still part of me that's like, oh, I mean, we're gonna lug all the stuff down there and they're gonna fish for like 10 minutes and then they're gonna come back and like big deal. That's ten minutes. Like I should <laughs> I should do that, you know. Get over myself a little bit about it
1: for their sake. And that's where I I really hope that they have fun camping because I want them to enjoy it. Yeah. And this may be like projecting a little bit, but there's the part of me that just wants them to have fun so they don't scream at me. And then there's the other part. I think the healthier part that wants them to have fun because it'll make them better people. Yeah. And so I have to remember, you know, which one of those um, those conscious thoughts is more important. Yeah. What's our job? Yeah. Your, my job is not to exist around my kids in the least contentious way possible. Mm-hmm. So teach them how to be better versions of themselves while they're unfortunately teaching me how to be a better version of myself. <laughs> Isn't that
0: weird how that <laughs> happens?
1: Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to try to do more things like that this summer. And I can come up with a thousand excuses about uh, you know work to do or you know, taking time off or any of that stuff, but I, I want to get out of my own way um, because I think I enjoy things a lot more than I realize I will if I can just...
1: Be there, you know. Well, my wife and my oldest son made a summer 2019 bucket list. Whoops, I have extra. Which places. I thought was really cool. That is cool. Yeah, and it's really simple stuff. I mean, it was like make cookies or um, go to certain place. I don't remember exactly what was on there. I can pull it up, but I mean, I looked at it and I was like, "This is a great idea." It hmm, is a good idea. Like, I wish I could or I should do most of these things too. Like, this isn't just a a him think I am not doing good at this model. Okay, old shaky hands is not doing great. Old shaky hands McGee. I'm not sure what.
0: To well, happen. I've completely forgot some pieces. Luckily, I can get to them to put them in. So it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of the world either way. But mm. um, what some what was some stuff if you don't mind on on their list?
1: Let me see. I think because I-
0: that's an interesting thing. I'd like to kind of do that with us hmm. we're, so we're while you're looking that up we will be going to Florida this year uh, as because my wife's from down there and we've already talked about you know going to me and the beach and stuff I'm going to do my best to not have that attitude about going to Florida and about I just I, I don't really want to go but I want to not complain about it and not be like you know I don't know the right word. Like, I don't want to be humbuggery. No, it's not even that. It's like I don't want to just go along with it. Ah, uh, you
1: want to want to enjoy it?
0: I, I want to. Not even that. I want to enjoy it, but I just want to not have the bad attitude and like just put up with it. I don't. I don't want to be that way. You know. Like even if I don't like going to a certain place. I would rather focus on the fact that I get to go somewhere with my family, and that will have fun in it. Mm-hmm. Even if the place that we're going is not something that I'm super interested in, I think I get caught up on that, and I think about how the place may affect or, or how you know how I feel about the place instead of how about how I feel about the trip or the people. Um, that's just a thing I gotta figure out how to do. But knowing that we're going to Florida, I'm gonna try to go into this. Planning and all that stuff with that attitude.
1: Well, that's good. (coughs) Excuse me. With my son finishing out the school year, we talked about doing, like, an end-of-the-school-year trip. And so this camping trip is the first of hopefully more. But, like, bigger, like, I want to go out to National parks out West kind of camping Mm. trips. So this is a baby step. Yeah, that's cool. So my wife's summer Ah. bucket list. I dropped a Stormtrooper head. There's... Uh, family night swim, flying kites, go to the jump park, That's visit cool. a new waterfall, mm. watch fireworks, have craft day, learn how to juggle. <laughs> nice. Which is fun, because I know how to juggle. Water gun fight, bake a pie, try a new ice cream flavor, find a new park that we haven't been to, uh, have a beach day, have a cookout, do a puzzle, make popsicles. Ooh. go to a baseball game. Volunteer. That's a nice one. Send letters to friends. Donate toys. Family game night. Have a bonfire. There's like, there's tons of them on this list. There's four different columns. Each column has like 20 something. Catch fireflies. Find a new bakery. Fly Ooh. paper airplanes. Visit a museum. I'd like to learn how to juggle one. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, it's really simple things that, like, the other day, they already did a couple of them. Like, one was, like, go to the science center. So that's what we did. Oh, right. My father-in-law got the kids' um, annual passes to the zoo and the science center. So we just kind of went. And this is fun because my son was – she didn't just, like, make these. They talked about it. And so she asked for input uh, on our three kids, like, what fun things they wanted to do. And so now it's just not like, well, maybe we'll get around to it. Like, it's on a list, and my wife and I are very – Check stuff off a list-oriented kind of people, so I think it's a good thing, and it's on a refrigerator. So anytime that they can, they like to go check stuff off the list too. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I might have to copy that. We can. Get, we can make you a copy.
0: Well, now that we're at the end of the the school year, you know we're <clears throat> like our our timing is a little bit looser. You know, we mm-hmm. have fewer things to get to every night of the week and uh, bedtimes aren't quite as big of a concern for me like bedtimes are kind of a big thing for me partly because they need rest but also i need to decompress at the end of the day oh yeah and so i'm always a little more of a stickler for bedtime than my wife is but in the summer i know that like i don't have to get up at six i can get up at seven and still get my stuff done so
1: it's them, hard to do like staying up later is not as big and the time. days are later yeah. So I know that one of my, the side of my house where my two small kids' windows in their room faces the south side. So we go to put them to bed at their normal bedtime. It's still kind of light outside. Yeah. They're like, but it's not even nighttime. I'm like, well, just close your eyes but and te- it will be nighttime. Technically. <laughs> yeah. Ah. All right. I made the hand. That was not easy. Did you get it? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, oh, geez. Hold on.
0: So I'm uh, I'm in sticker land here, which...
1: Do you like stickers on Lego sets? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I prefer the printed pieces, because I think it's just a little more like effort on their part, like they're a little more committed to it. But I've never been against stickers on Legos. So now in this model, they have the arc reactors that are on the inside of the thing. So like here's a little one inside the palm. So I can't put the palm together, and I can't fully put the body together because I have to paint the arc reactors. And then it just has like an edge glow. In a normal war machine, it's the edge glow is red. Mm. But in the comic book with Punisher, it was blue. Ooh. So I'm gonna I am going i got to bring in one of the comics. I gotta find the one where I think he looks the coolest and then just work off of that. So you are gonna paint pieces before assembling
0: the whole thing? I or don't assemble? No, I've never done this. So I feel like generally it- people will paint big, if an entire piece has to be a color, and this is, somebody will probably correct me, they will paint paint the whole piece a certain color and then glue it together and then do all the detail stuff after the fact because the glue on the seams will probably mess
1: up some of the paint. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. Um, well, the instructions say, because it's in sub-assemblies, like it's the trunk, the legs, and the head, but each one of these has like these panels and it's it's Iron Man, so there's lots of little... Or War Machine, Iron Man, whatever type stuff. So there's little tiny intricate pieces. And War Machine has a lot of guns and things that go on the side that I feel could be painted independently and then assembled. But that would take forever. Well, and maybe that's the exercise. Yeah. I, is, think, I think that, that is It's supposed a of, to take forever. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I can paint them all as sub-assemblies with like a metallic-y kind of gunmetal grayish black whatever and then... Hit the certain pieces that are gray, but like this arc reactor is inside of his clenched fist, so there's no way to actually paint this afterwards. So whatever, I'm just going to go ahead and do
0: it. Yeah, but if it's in his clenched fist, then you may not even see it after the fact. So
1: oh, true that because it's going to be pointed downward. Yeah,
0: so may not need it. Good call. Um, I the other day I watched a video of Evil Ted Smiths and he was talking about this thing he was working on. And he was using rub and buff and it reminded mm-hmm. me that that was one of those things I've always meant to try, and I never did. So I immediately went to Amazon and found a kit, uh, set of, like a sample set of a bunch of their different metallics. So that should be here in a few days, so
1: if you need any of that. Hmm. Um, it's a Which good is way. funny, because we got an email from someone that says that they sent you a whole mess of rub and buff and they thanked you for trying it. And I remember I talked to you about it, and you had no idea what I was talking about. No, never tried it.
0: I wish they'd send it to me, but...
1: Well, I guess within, like, the confines of this conversation about trying to be more patient and trying to be more dutiful with my kids, I think that this model kit is an analogy oh, because... It's a pretty good tie-in. Right? Yeah. Uh, I am not known for this type of patience. <laughs> And the R2-D2, like printing all those pieces and then assembling them and then painting them the way I wanted to, just like we talked about, was an exercise. And so is the kind of artistic, like making that model that I'm doing from that guy's art book. Mm -hmm. But when I found that this had glue, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to glue it. And then you're like, oh, just use the faster glue. I'm like, yeah, let's use the faster glue. Mm. And part of me feels now that that's cheating, and I don't know why I'm gluing pieces together. But part of me is like. This was supposed to be you being patient. But I think that this is a good trade-off.
0: This, this is the 12-person tent. Explain. This is the step towards patience. Mm. This is the first iteration of getting your kids used to camping before you put them in their own tent. This is faster model making before you get to the super patient version. Okay. Does that
1: work? Sure. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really need to justify. I was just trying to maybe point out that I wanted to try to get better but I mean I'll I'll use super glue all day.
0: Well I mean I'm being serious though yeah. like I think you know making a okay. big jump towards something that you really don't like for the sake of like I should probably be able to do this isn't necessarily the only way to do it. Cold turkey or whatever you know that's depends on what you're talking about I suppose but stepping but into is, it slowly. This is
1: kind of cool. cool. And for anybody that is interested or even cares about models, like, I wouldn't have cared about models before. And especially with all the models that are out there, like, we talked about, like, Gundam suits or, like, World War II planes. and I mean, which which are neat, but didn't really – I was not attracted to them when we were talking about making models. Mm -hmm. And so this one I had to try to find, and I finally found it. And I'm like, well, it's not going to look like War Machine. I'm like, well, then I have to make it look the way I want it to look. And I was talking about R2D2 last time about like R2D2 has a look, and me painting mine as kind of a cop out. And I don't, I don't put this in the same vein because I'm trying to make this look like a thing that's in a comic book. But it's the like you're saying, it's the next step. Yeah. So I don't know what the step is after this. Ooh. So,
0: one of the things I want to do, um, I have another model that's a Land Cruiser. That's my model, mm-hmm. like my year model, make model. Um, that this guy named Rob Clark, if Rob, if you're listening, thanks man, sent me a long time ago. And I've never done it because I want to do the model. But then while I'm doing it, I want to figure out the ratio of lift that I have on my truck to mm. that scale and lift the model. And then make new tires that match the same scale size that I have. Oh, that'd be fun. And then fabricate a snorkel and put it on. (laughs) So I want to make it look like mine, but it looks like a stock. So I want to, to scale, make all those pieces that are different, that are on my actual one. But that, to me, seems like there's a lot of figuring out how to do that. And then there's making the model. And then there's putting on those
1: pieces that I've made and
0: hoping that they're right. So...
1: Kind of in the same I tried place. to look for uh, when you told me to look for model sets. I mean, not really told me, but you encouraged me to look for model sets. <laughs> look for model sets. Yeah. I tried to find my original car, like the laser that we talked oh, yeah. about out here. Yeah, and I could not find it. Really? Yeah. Huh. I couldn't find my Jeep that I currently have because it's. I mean, it's a 2004 Jeep Grand Cherokee. But I tried to find the laser, and it probably wasn't a model worthy vehicle. Man, they've made some models
0: of pretty terrible really cool. vehicles, so it's probably out there somewhere.
1: See, but it's not in the realm of, like, a gremlin or, like, a notably terrible kind of oh. ironic terrible car. <laughs> it was surprisingly regular for its time. I see.
0: You never know. I it could know. be. I I've almost it. bought um, a Carmen Ghia model probably 20 or 30 times in my life. Like, I've had it in my hand. Yeah. Because I, I just love that car. I love the shape of it. I've always wanted to get one and restore it and everything, but I've picked up that model so many times. I'm like, well, I'm probably never going to actually get a crime and get restore. I'll just make this model. And then I'm like, I'm going to buy this, put it together and it's going to go on a shelf and it's going to be a thing I have to dust. Mm. And then I always put it back. I'm saying that as I'm doing a Lego set, that's going to go on a shelf and something <laughs> I have to dust. Like I get that, but it's, it's weird that I've never actually picked that up because I've tried to so many times. Um, Maybe that just means
1: I need to get the actual car magia. Ooh. Which I know that you've been researching. I have. I always do. And no instructions exclusive?
0: No. Okay. No. I mean, it's a thing that I've always wanted, and um, I think I'll probably get one of these days to restore. I think I don't know much about cars, and it it seems like a really easy way to get in. Volkswagens? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's
1: just... I don't know a lot anything about cars, to them. and I helped restore a Volkswagen Beetle. And I was like, oh, man, what are we doing? The guy's like, this, it's a floor pan. Like, the whole thing is the floor. The heater's in the floor. Everything's in the floor. just yeah. And so we replaced, like, the entire floor in this car. And I was like, wow, that was surprisingly not terrible. He's like, nope. It's like, you can't really hurt this car. Yeah. There's not a lot to it.
0: Oh, man. I used the wrong piece. Oh, jeez. Now I have to take this whole thing apart.
1: That would be a lot worse for me. In this model and that's what i'm afraid of oh yeah
0: i'm afraid of gluing the wrong thing yeah the permanence of this one ah. okay yeah that one is definitely short yeah that is a, a problem with glue for sure ah, crap
1: which one was that i don't know
0: oh geez i should have paid attention <laughs> this is one of the problems about uh making things while you're recording a oh, no, no, podcast no, i'm good
1: well no i cut two pieces They're labeled inside the sprue little frame, and then when you take them out, I don't know which one was 23 which one was 24. Oh, I see. But I see it now. Ah. Okay, so i got to put that thing... Catastrophe averted. Uh, Catastrophe... Nope. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Catastrophe. Oh, man. Is that the
0: wrong one, too? (laughs) Oh, wait. No. Oh, I see. Cool. This is neat. It's funny that two grown men are sitting here being so excited about... Getting the right pieces of plastic put mm-hmm. together in the right order. Uh, what else is going on? Anything? We got anything else we want to talk about? Are
1: we going anywhere doing anything? I'm not.
0: I'm not going anywhere for a while on purpose because
1: I'm tired of going places.
0: Uh, no, I mean, I really don't have any plans. Uh, oh, that coming. reminds me. Okay. I've got
1: two different things to ask you about or talk to you about whenever we're not being recorded. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've received emails. Oh, great. from great things! All right, so don't say no.
0: Don't say we can't travel to things. Yeah. Oh. Yay. Maybe we'll see. He All right. No. Well, um, if we don't have anything else, I guess we can wrap it up. Where can people find you? Right here, making this model.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. It's being really happy. About there we go. I'm enjoying myself. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Pi Workshop. Right on. and on Twitter at Josh Makes Stuff. I saw you're using Twitter more these days
0: a I've little bit. I see a lot of found, liking, not a lot of tweeting.
1: No, just so cool. I'm a spectator. Mm. But I, I I'm trying to figure out what Twitter is, mm-hmm. other than people who like make angry political rants. Because I don't want that just to be a like a non-picture version of Facebook. Mm. So if I like things or if I haven't said stuff, it's because I still haven't quite figured out. I'm in middle school with Twitter. Oh, okay. trying to figure it out all Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. interesting okay well cool uh, you can find me and us at I like to make stuff on all the different thingies and if you want to help out this show Patreon is a good way to do it uh, so if you go to patreon.com slash I like to make stuff that would be cool if you don't watch the videos we do make a video of this and you can see what we're working on and it's on its own no instructions YouTube channel
1: yep, so look up no instructions podcast and you'll find it
0: yes check that out uh, Cool. Oh, also, if you have any pros and cons or anything that you want to hear us talk about, Instagram mm-hmm. is probably the best way to get those to us. Yeah. The no no instructions. instructions. Instagram. Yeah. We often post pictures of the things that we're working on as well. So go follow that. Oh, geez. Thanks Definitely. for listening. Josh oh, nice. just glued his hands together. I messed it yeah. up. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye, boy. Ah,
0: Farts. <laughs>